Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, for today's episode, Noelle and I are going to jump into a DeLorean and go back in time to the 80s because we are talking about gremlins. Yes, we are. <laughs> My favorite time of, of all is 80. Wait, did you like the 80s or no? I mean, I was born in 1980. Oh, so, so you were very young. Yeah, I mean, I think they were great. I played Little League and did ballet yeah. and I had a sweet boogie board. Right, boogie boards, yeah. Um, so um, I was a little before you. So I graduated high school in 91. So 80s for me was the, they were the wonder years, you know, the world was big and I, oh man, it was, there were um, a lot of, a lot of people that I know hated the 80s. Uh, they said they were ugly. It was the worst time for me. It was like, it was like America. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I just have a fondness for all neon and pastel colors. And yeah. so for me, that's, you know, that is the color template of my brain. Like awesome. Yes. Boom boxes. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's let's talk about gremlins. Yeah, and I think I think kind of the the concept of of the 80s or even the way that your memory is playing into this conversation is a really fantastic framework for our topic today. And wow. it, what we're going to talk about with gremlins is is a coaching tool, it's a technique, it's a trick, and it's also a little bit about how our brains work. So, right. um John, when you're working with clients, what what are some of the biggest blockers that you experience? Um, when I'm working with clients, uh, if I'm going to be impactful, um, what are they thinking of me? Uh, what are their expectations? Am I overpriced? You know, all the <laughs> all of these things. Can I actually help the person? Okay. Yeah. Um, for me, it's, it's, can I actually help the person? Um, and, and, and a little bit of, of curiosity around, you know, what's going on inside this person's head that is preventing them from accessing their truest, fullest self. Mm -hmm. And what I see on a regular basis is that it's the voices inside our heads. It's the should it's, yeah. Really, I mean, even as you described on your end as a coach, it's what I would term negative feelings, icky feelings, emotions that pop up in our life that get in the way of goal accomplishment. Yeah, everything starting with your thinking and then uh, those those thoughts producing the the negative feelings. So, and I and, and I mean, who can't relate to um, all the things that you know go on in between our ears throughout the day? Uh, uh, that that are you know putting us into that kind of negative state. Absolutely, and and when those negative feelings kick on, um, our limbic system lights up, and that means that our prefrontal cortex, the logic part of our brain that we use to move with intention through life, that guy gets shut down. Right, and so you know, really thinking about this as um, a light switch for your intention is the setup for feelings of stress, anxiety, frenzy, shame, overwhelm, fear, um, all of those big guys. So the gremlins are all of the above? Are they the inner critic? Are they, or is the gremlins all the, the negative thinking 
Oh, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. We'll get there. So, uh, you know, the gremlins are, are, are a technique um, and it's based on externalization. Mm. What do you know about externalization? Um, the word that comes to my mind is distance. Uh, when I know that internalization, especially if you're internalizing something um, that, you know, tying your worth to something or believing that you are because of an experience, that, that can be dangerous and damaging. So externalization would be the opposite of that, I, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Externalization is... Um, defined as taking something outside of its normal boundaries. So if mm. you're you know, living with fear, stress, shame, overwhelm, and you've internalized it, or you've come to believe that those feelings actually are representative of your true authentic self. Um, I've heard you talk about this a lot in terms of the pseudo self. Yeah. That's when things are internalized. Yeah. The, um, the false self, the approval seeking self, um, you know, there's this whole idea of li living outside in that's very mm -hmm. pseudo. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we're working with this technique, um, the gremlins are these icky feelings that we live with on the inside. And step one is, is, is part of the process of getting them outside of ourselves. So creating distance between the internal experience and, you know, ob observation of our experience. Yeah. yeah. And so st step one is, is just learning to notice when these feelings pop up and what they feel like. Yeah. I mean, I mean, isn't that, I mean, just in general in life, um, you're talking about awareness, right? Actually noticing um, what is a gizmo and what is a gremlin, right? So the uh, not not the not the good fuzzy thoughts, um, but the ones that are damaging and the ones that kind of throw you, um, you know, into the riptide. And suddenly, you know, uh, five seconds later, you're you're thinking about things that make no sense and are you're catastrophizing and all of that. And because we do it so fast, right? So being aware when you see the swell, when you feel it coming. Absolutely. And one of the coolest parts about this technique and one of the reasons why I love it is a lot of times we take for granted that we need to be subject to these feelings, emotions, um, ideas about ourselves. And we actually have a tremendous amount of power to simply say, no, thank you. Mm. Is that the inner voice for you? I think that because um, that's a really great technique is that um, you hear the thoughts, um, you notice the, you know, the way that you think and you actually, um, don't accept it. You say, no, thank you. Is that what you're yeah. doing in your head? Yeah, absolutely. And it depends. And, and again, just like anything, this is a practice. So, you know, as I've shared, um, often before I have a really long history with eating disorders. Mm -hmm. So anorexia, bulimia, binge eating disorder, um, and, and most poignantly body dysmorphia. So what body right. dysmorphia does to a person is, um, when I was, really struggling and suffering with it, I would look in a mirror and I wouldn't see an accurate representation of myself. Right. And the way that this shows up for me a lot is I'll look at pictures of myself from years ago and say, oh, wow, I looked great. And then I remember how I felt at the time mm -hmm. and it was so distorted. It was mm -hmm. so distorted. And so now I've been in recovery for almost 20 years and I, I have such a strong relationship with 
hearing that critical voice, that old dis voice of body dysmorphia and saying, ah, nope, I know what that is. That's a cognitive distortion. It's not reality. No, thank you. You know what I love about the no thank you is um, it's subtle, but the action of saying no thank you, whether you're drawing a boundary with someone or you're saying it to yourself, uh, rejecting negative thinking, uh, it, it actually, by doing that, you're indirectly telling yourself that you have worth, that you have your value, that you have a voice, you have a choice. Yeah. Absolutely. And and when we use this technique, um, we're putting our negative emotions aside. And mm -hmm. I think it's important to analyze the language here, that we're putting them aside. We're not suppressing them. Because when we suppress our negative emotions, they pop up in other ways. Oh, that's a really good point. So what's suppression look like? What does putting aside look like? Yeah. I went through a really powerful training um, in positive psychology and body image several years ago. And I had um, kind of gotten into the habit of suppressing the voices, the negative mm -hmm. body image voices. And in the training, the the facilitators led us through an exercise of really getting in touch with how old I was when, when, when we first started experiencing those voices. And I was little, I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And so when you turn it around and I say, oh my God, this is like my 11 year old, 12 year old, 13 year old self. That's where this voice is coming from. This voice is actually trying to help me and protect me. And I'm shutting it out in the cold outside of my body. How horrible. Um, right. And so, you know, inviting that part of me back in and saying, I see you, I know you're scared, but I'm, I'm a grown up now. And thank you so much for your message. You are trying to protect me, but come live back inside of me now. Yeah, listening to um, the different voices, knowing where they come from, and if they're coming from um, like Noel said, you know, a, a part of you that is honest and maybe afraid, uh, actually um, welcoming it with with open arms, embracing it, supporting it, you know. And then on the op opposite side, if they're coming from um, a place that is false and distorted, um, to say no, thank you, to put that aside. Yes, yes. And so when we're dealing with these tricky feelings, sometimes it can be really hard and quite a lot emotionally to deal with the, the facts and reality for me to say, okay, this is like my, my 13 year old, 14 year old self, that could be really painful. Mm -hmm. So what the gremlins technique does is it gives the opportunity for the client to take that very same concept and turn it into an imaginary character. Mm. Is that why I had no idea. Now it just hit me. That's why it's a gremlin. It's a, it's a character right? That's why yes. they use the word, okay, I get it now. Exactly, exactly. And and when we take the time to really work with our imagination in this way, it really transforms the experience. So rather than, you know, thinking about my, uh, an actual version of my younger self, which does bring up, you know, a lot of painful memories and, and lots of big feelings for me, I might choose to think of that voice as kind of a little fuzzy teddy bear that just mm -hmm. wants love and affection. Gizmo. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Gizmo before uh, the, the water that's poured on them, on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, from, from a cognitive perspective, um, it makes 
shame, uh, fear, frenzy, so much easier to deal with because you're taking it outside of the norm and creating an imaginary character to work with. Yeah. For everyone who um, in the 80s was just an idea and wasn't born, um, gizmo is how it starts. And then the water is poured on gizmo and the gizmo turns into this monster, a gremlin. Yes. yes. And I, you know, I actually think this is a great metaphor because if we don't tame our gremlins, they can turn into little monsters in our life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, and again, you know, um, it being a practice, you know, it's something that, you know, I think a lot of times people have done, done this, but they, they don't do it. Right. So there's a difference between, uh, you know, doing yoga once or going to the, the gym once or it, threading it into your life. And the only way you're going to see results is that if it is threaded into your life, it, it is a practice. And I think it's the same with um, this, this gremlin stuff is you, you have to actually um, turn this into a lifestyle. Yeah. So let's talk about how this works in session, because this is a real technique. It comes from the work of Rick Carson. Uh, the book that supports this technique is called Taming Your Gremlin, yeah. a surprisingly simple method for getting out of your own way. And when I work with clients in this way, I am consistently humbled by how adults are really willing to use their imagination and go there. Yeah. So the, the first time I used this technique, I was working with a client who had a lot of shame around um, her finances. And one day she said, oh my God, you know, when I have to sit there and balance my checkbook, it's like having a monkey on my back. Mm -hmm. And I saw my opening and said, all right, you know, what do you want to name the monkey? Mm. <laughs> and that's when Fred the orangutan was born. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's such a huge difference sitting in session and saying, I feel crushing shame about the state of my finances and, you know, Fred sucks. Right, right. It, totally different. It turns like the monster into a puppet. <laughs> exactly. And, and, it, and it also turns into a puppet that you can manipulate yourself um, and that you can move the pieces around and have a conversation about. Um, sometimes my clients have multiple gremlins that we talk about. Um, one of my clients has um, a gremlin that represents sadness and she's mm. a woman and she's kind of walks around and is mopey and weepy. And when that po gremlin pops up in session, even though uh, we came up with this concept maybe over two years ago, uh, it's still very poignant. And I can say to my client, hey, is that that woman that's, you know, weeping through your life right now. And he says, Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and also it's important to, uh, when you're coaching people, uh, you're not telling them what the grim, their gremlins are, right. Um, no. you're allowing them to tell you what they are. Cause you you may be surprised, you know, what, what people say. I am always surprised. I've heard, um, so one of my favorites is one of my clients had two gremlins. One was the life sucker um, and the other was the butterfly. And the butterfly was true, authentic self. And the life sucker was that voice of, you know, don't be social, stay alone. And it was so effective to go back and forth and really go through uh, her day and say, oh, that's where the life sucker showed up, huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. What would the butterfly do in this situation? Right, right. 
I love it. I love, I remember reading this book many years ago. Um, and I remember how simple it was. And I think that's what makes it powerful. Isn't it, isn't the book very thin? It's not like mm -hmm. a thick book, right? Yeah, it's a workbook. Yeah. It's a thin book. It's a workbook. It's one of the techniques that we teach in the intensive. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, this is, um, this is the favorite technique of all of my clients. Many of my other techniques are a little bit harder hitting. They're more structured. They really force self-analysis and change theory. And Gremlins is squishy and easy and fun and playful. And, right, um, right. Everybody loves it. Yeah, it's a, it's very easy to use. Yeah, it is. So, John, yes, what is one of your gremlins? Oh man, right now in this moment. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, so every Wednesday at uh, twelve thirty, uh, I decided to train with uh, with my boys, meaning um, you know friends and athletes that I work out with. And I haven't been training in a long time. Um, I have a birthday coming up. I'm getting older. I'm going to be 48. And I've got a lot of gremlins saying, um, you should quit. You're too old. You know, you're, you're <laughs> your abs are gone. You don't have the mindset anymore. Um, and I'm forcing myself to use uh, my friends as an in incubator where I could lean into my discomfort and continue um, to exercise in a way that makes me feel good without, uh, without you know, just quitting and dropping off and not going. So, um, sure. the gremlins are all the, all the things in my head, all the insecurities of telling me that I'm, I'm, I'm too old and, and yeah. I wonder, because I know your friends and they're kind of like a motley crew of, of Muppets and characters themselves. Yes. yes. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if, if we could reframe it from the positive and turn your friends into the gremlins that encourage you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, instead of seeing them as gremlins, um, they're like, uh, the, you know, the, the Muppets in that movie, um, oh God, with David Bowie, um, the yes. labyrinth and they were yeah. helping, they're helping the girl. They're, they're more like that <laughs> instead uh -huh. of gremlins trying to, uh, uh, you know, cut you at the, the knees. I mean, there were bad guys in the Labyrinth movie too, right? There was the evil sure. wizard. And so, sure. you know, maybe like the pseudo self voice of, you know, this isn't going to work can be evil wizard and you have to lean into um, your helping Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to um, see my friends as the helping Muppets today as I'm working out with them and uh, <laughs> competing with them um, in a friendly that's, way. That's awesome. Well, yeah. please tell the helping Muppets hello from me. I will. Um, so now let's check in. How do you feel right now? Well, I mean, I'm laughing, and so it's lighter, right? And so there's less pressure um, in, uh, and there's less like, it's just a workout. It's just me going there and having fun instead of this like pressure that um, I'm going to evaluate where I'm at at this age because of this one workout. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, that's a really great example. And thank you for letting me play coach with you is that yeah. when we lean into this technique, it does create lightness. Yes, it does absolutely. create, you know, laughter and it moves us away from the seriousness of whatever is bugging us and lets us turn your friends one by one into Muppets, which yes. I think they'd be great Muppets. <laughs> Nothing slices faster than humor. So um, uh, when you are coaching, it is okay to have fun. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to be light. And so if you take anything from this, um, know that uh, that's, that's part of coaching. It doesn't have to be so serious.
No, coaching is um, is an art of joy. Yes. Guys, thank you for listening. And remember to be aware of your own gremlins and uh, create that distance so you could turn them back into gizmos. Yes. Wonderful. Thanks so much, everyone. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training, and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.